names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, to the I Loathe Basketball Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, uh, we were going to talk today, and we are still going to talk today, about how little trade chatter there's been surrounding the Lakers, despite the fact that editors and employers in this industry are, like, demanding trade stuff just up and down the industry. Uh, And especially, I would imagine as that stuff pertains to the Lakers, because there is no kind of more consistent way to get something aggregated than to say the Lakers are thinking about doing this in the trade market. Um, And so like with all of that said, everything being so quiet was like noticeably quiet. Then we wake up today and two different reports linking the Lakers to somebody. So... Do we carry forward here? Do we continue with this thing? Or, or is that enough to to satiate your uh, trade slop Lakers chatter stuff? I mean, the alternate thing you could do is you can just like sort of like make up headlines out of things that like aren't really like, I don't know if I don't know if you saw that headline last night that was like re- it was like report like Genie Bus not invested in like trading <laughs> picks to help LeBron and AD and it was like it was an aggregation of a report that was another executive saying something that sort of resembled that headline (laughs) but not really and then it's like it's also an opposing executive and it's just like you know we've we've gotten a little out of control I think on like what and it was also it it was also uh aggregated backwards right where where it was saying that so the headline was saying that Jeannie Buss doesn't want to trade those picks, which like I believe the, that part. Oh, but, for sure. Like the whole but, like the genie bus does not want to trade picks because f LeBron and AD specifically. <laughs> but no, like, but like he, the the actual report was that an executive doesn't think that the Lakers want to trade their picks, and genie bus agrees with the stance. It's not if it was. If it Which was again, ordered like, differently, logically that sort of holds, but that's yeah. not necessarily, you know, when you, that's not the headline that they had. Right, that. right. Yeah. The headline would imply the other way around yeah. that Genie is telling the front office that they are not to trade any first round picks. And, and that just, you know, doesn't appear to be the actual case even if that's the implicit case. Yeah, I saw somebody tweet out an old article today of like LeBron saying that he was excited for winning time. And I thought it was new. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's why they don't want to trade the picks. He praised winning time. That's, uh, (laughs) that was, (laughs) we found the real line in the sand. I kind of hope they do a Pulp pulp Fiction thing with winning time where like we've, we've seen the very beginning of it. Now let's jump 50 years and, <laughs> and go to current. And just like, cause this, this whole situation right now is I think funnier than almost any stage in Lakers franchise history. Yeah. Wi- winning time season 47 is going to be lit. 
See, but that's the thing. I want to jump straight to 47. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. They're going to, you know, (laughs) we're going to get the Shaq Kobe Lakers one, and then we'll get, like, you know, the bubble title one, and then, like, eventually, or, like, you know, the late stage Kobe one, and then we'll get, like, the bubble title one, and then we'll get Losing Time, the story of the 2021 (laughs) to 2023 Los Angeles Lakers. Do you think, do you think, like, that show will just keep getting greenlit enough? by hbo to get there i don't know that I, I think so i think it's going to be entertaining enough i, I oh for sure and, and i think that they just should keep all the same actors and just have them keep playing different characters like john c <laughs> Riley can just throughout the year evolve into different like lakers figures you know he'll play phil yeah. jackson like in one season and uh <laughs> like on stilts you know and john c Riley, like his voice being lent to jim bus is already funny enough but like John C. Riley playing Jim Buss would actually be very funny, and it would make sense in the universe. It's just like, oh, Jim just kind of looks like a younger Jerry, you know? Yeah. There we go. And oh, then, we just cat. All right, I'm sorry, I got us way <laughs> off track, but I- I'm I'm ready for this now. All he right. just like is playing an incompetent version of the character he was playing before, like just as confident, none of it justified, you know? <laughs> just swaggers in and says, yeah, just swaggers in. He's like, him over I'm everything. The bartender to scout. <laughs> Well, considering his dad had Gary Vitti doing air traffic control, you know what? It kind of makes sense. <laughs> air traffic. He was booking the hotels. He was not doing air traffic control. <laughs> so it's like, guys, I don't see a plane. I think we're clear to take off now. <laughs> Ready? Go. <laughs> so, um, all right. I think I I do think though that there is meat still on the top on on, on this bone of how quiet things have been here regarding the Lakers. I talked about it um, at the tail end of last night's lowdown. Um, And yeah, like we can offer up the latest as it pertains to uh, apparently the Lakers pursuit of Cam Reddish, but it doesn't even sound much like a pursuit. It's just like everybody, apparently it's according to Mark Stein, it is uh, Milwaukee, the Mavericks and the Lakers who are kind of talking to the Knicks about Cam Reddish. The Knicks right now are currently looking for a second round pick and whatever salary is needed <laughs> to match uh, Cam Reddish's uh, $5.9 million salary. Um, you know how bad the offers must be getting that they've went from early in the season. It's like, well, yeah. we want a first round pick because that's what we parted to give up right. with him. And then he falls out of the rotation. They're like, fine, we'll take two second round picks. And now it's like, <laughs> You know, whatever you guys have is kind of good. Like we're <laughs> we're not we're flexible on what you know our asking price is. We're just kind of you know it's yeah. like the yeah it's it's the eBay listing is like you know fifteen ninety nine buy it now or best offer. You yeah. know it's yeah every, everything is OBO right now and yeah. then um it's like the this this is not you call it a trade pursuit. This is more like if you go to the grocery store and like in the back towards where the bathrooms are, there's like the clearance baked goods. That's yeah. like, you know, a couple people are like wandering around, they're like, "Ah, oh, you know, anything any of the day old stuff look like something I'd want for dessert tonight, whatever." <laughs> like that's that's the Cam Reddish sweepstakes right now. I I I kind of liken it to like on Facebook, they have that Facebook Marketplace thing. And sometimes, like, if I don't feel like scrolling through Twitter, I'll just go onto that marketplace and and see somebody selling, like, an entertainment center that is clearly 35 years old. And, you know, like, right now, especially out here in Texas, I don't know if it's the same quite in, in uh, back home, but, like, out here in Texas, everything has to be rustic. 
So you yeah. could see these people who like have had this entertainment center for long enough that they're like, you know, it looks a little rustic, but it's just, it just looks old. Like yeah. it just looks beaten up. It doesn't look like artistically rustic. It's just old and beaten to shit. And they're like, look, just take five bucks. Can we get five fifty? Seven dollars. Hey, this is a good rebrand for you down the line. You can just say like, uh, you know, as you get closer to forty here, you're rustic. You're not old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nope, I'm just beaten to shit. Yeah. So um, my liver certainly. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think here with with this situation and 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 this Cam Reddish thing, um, I think it's still pretty clear nobody is giving up even second round draft <laughs> yeah. compensation for him. Otherwise, this would be done. I like. The, um, I also enjoy the phrasing of like and contracts to make it work. It's like as if the Knicks are demanding that, and that's not a CBA. <laughs> like they're taking a very strong position of like the the salary math has to like the NBA won't let us get an exemption just to move yeah. him. Like you have to make the money work. It and would be funny if there was like, a reddish like, exception. I don't know. That's that's a hassle. Like yeah. So um, Sean Devaney of of Heavy.com also came out and and linked the Lakers to to the Knicks and and, and Cam Reddish. Um, he said that it, you know apparently he's hearing that Kendrick Nunn is the trade chip that the Lakers are kind of dangling there. Um, that would make sense Again, because da- dangling the only mathematically eligible piece. Well, to- no, 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 not the only, not the okay, only. Lonnie, could yeah, could be Lonnie. Um, and then I just looked before we started talking to see if if two. Uh, minimum salaries would get them there. It would not. They would not. So uh, the Lakers would either have to give up three minimum salary guys for for uh, Cam Reddish, which three for um, one trades don't happen in the NBA midseason. Yeah, I mean, unless like, yeah, probably not. They just don't. Like, like it's it's very yeah. very rare anything yeah. like that happens. Um, so that's you know, so the three for one is is not a path that I think I think the Lakers would want to take. And because the other thing too is. Like you could say, uh, Thomas Bryant probably not tradable right now because of how he has played as the starting center. Uh, of the other minimum salary guys here, you know, you're just you're looking at. You'd have to go through, you know. So uh, why am I blanking on his name? I'm forgetting my own son's name. Okay, so Damian Jones. Damian Jones. Damian Jones is the is the minimum contract that the Lakers would be perfectly fine moving. And would waive if he didn't have his player option right now. Juan Toscano Anderson is, I would say, next on on that list of guys that they would be okay kind of moving. He's been in and out of the rotation um, and has been uh, on and off the injury report basically throughout the entirety of the season. After that, almost everybody that you're talking about here is getting legitimate minutes. You know, you're looking at Dennis Schroeder who is somebody that the Lakers signed to be their starting point guard, um, even uh, apparently without a Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, you're looking at Troy Brown, who I think has shown himself to be one of the better role players that the Lakers have in terms of 3 and D quality. Uh, Thomas Bryant, their current starting center. Winning Gabriel, who you could make the argument is better than their current starting center. Um, and, and, and like that rounds out the entirety of, of the minimum salary guys that the Lakers would possibly be moving there. And if you're looking to, you know, like you said, it's important to say that three for one trades don't happen very often, but 
you know, with the Lakers construction limitations, right? Like you can't, yeah, you can't as roster. we're talking, it's not about. like the off season when you have a bunch of guys, you can do those uneven trades. Like that's why those star trades almost always happen in the off season is because teams have a bunch of roster spots open because they either haven't signed free agents or, you know, whatever it may be, they can cut non-guaranteed guys where like in the middle of the season, it's just tougher to make that work. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as it pertains to the Lakers specifically, you they have uses for all of their minimum like usually yeah you wouldn't go like you could go further than two or three minimum contract guys on a typical nba roster um and not have to fret about losing those guys yeah yeah <laughs> you know that is not the case here with the lakers most of their minimum guys especially right now with all the injuries that they're dealing with are all of use so Trading them for essentially a gamble um, in Cam Reddish is is not something that I think the Lakers would want to do. Kendrick Nunn, though, he's an expiring $5.2 million contract. He is not going to be a Laker next year. Um, he, I would say that's unlikely, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, he, especially when more guys at his position start coming back, is going to be outside of the rotation all over again. The only reason he's been getting minutes now is... And um, he's been getting reluctant minutes. I would is I, I would frame them um, yes. on Darvin Ham. It's like one bad shot, and he's <laughs> like I think Darvin actually gets a nail gun out and staples his shorts to the bench, <laughs> like during the you know. Kendrick Nunn, look, man. Um, and look, honestly, it's hard to blame him. It's like you already like if you have to deal with on tape like Dennis and Russ's shot selection and LeBron's late game shot selection yeah uh, you know and like you know kind of fret <laughs> and lose whatever well I guess Darvin doesn't have hair to lose but um yeah you know shout out stay strong my guy um <laughs> and uh <laughs> he, like, um, one hair pops out just to be lost just to lose it again. like I would yeah. also not want to have the unpredictability of Kendrick Nunn yeah shot selection as well Oof. so I, I sort of get I, it do you think it's unpredictable? Because I think it's pretty predictable. When he's touching the ball, bad. it is going yes. up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when, the two, when the two for one that he attempted at the end of the first quarter in the last game, my dad yeah. looks up from his dinner. Uh, we were watching the game together, and just audibly is like, it just it like it drops a like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> I wish more people have been able to meet your dad so that they could just hear it in his voice, what that would look like. Yeah, it's I'm like, incredible. I'm like, well, I think he was going for the two for one. And it's like, well, yeah, but then he like, not only does he completely brick the 45 yeah. footer that he takes, but then the Lakers give up an offensive rebound, making it and there goes anyway. The two for one. And then, mm -hmm. fa and then once Toscano Anderson fouls on a three. Yeah. So yeah, one of, so yeah. one of the worst shots or time management situation things do you I've think, ever seen do you think Kendrick Nunn knew it was a two for one or do you think he just felt like shooting he was feeling it I don't even know that he looked at the clock yeah I'm Brandon Brandon Jennings has me blocked for saying that he set the record in a season for most heat checks taken without having made <laughs> without. a shot before and Kendrick Nunn is looking to break that record yeah. he's certainly like per minute has broken that record yeah. like I don't think he'll get to the to the total number that Jennings had that season but but per minute like this guy gets him up. <laughs> so. Yeah. He like, has he like if in. you had the 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 flow chart, it's like him and Swider are basically it's like, <laughs> do I have the ball? Yes, shoot. <laughs> I told Jen 
uh, we were watching a game together the other night, and I told Shen, hey, watch this. Yeah. Count how many passes this guy throws. And it was an entire shift. None through zero passes. <laughs> that's where the that's where the name comes from. Yeah, right. <laughs> how so, many passes um, are you going to receive from him? Well, none. Yeah, right. <laughs> none fucks given and none passes thrown. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and so like <laughs> you know, I think it, taking us back to the thing, like you could see yeah. why the Lakers would. You know, again, I, I love how all trade articles have to be written. Like teams are dangling guys, or they're yeah. you know to, what they what they're demand they're demanding money, mm -hmm. legal salary, um, you know, <laughs> and all this stuff and uh, taking strong positions and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, negotiating hard. But you can kind of see why, you know, uh, it, Cam Reddish, you know, we're joking about none, but Cam Reddish is complete. Like Cam Reddish doesn't even get the opportunity to yeah. take heat checks because he is actually, I think Tom Thibodeau actually has gotten a restraining order and like not allowed him in the arena during games. Uh, he yeah. is so benched. And so, you yeah, know. Tom Thibodeau is actually using James Dolan's face recognition technology <laughs> on Cam Reddish specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you can see why both of these teams, this is one of those kind of classic trades where it's like, yeah, you know, it, it's sort of like a way lower class version of what the Mavs and Wizards did last year where it's like, yeah, we'll just swap problems, you know, like, let's just yeah. see if your problem kind of fits us better and, you know, whatever it may be. I don't think none fits uh, New York's problem. No, but, but they're like a second round pick does, you know. It's, yeah, right. It's I, although more, it's I, I more think used to them than a guy they're not going to resign and not going to play. I, I, I think what's going to wind up happening here is some team is going to protect their second round pick like top 45. You know, and I feel like and, at that point, the Knicks just wouldn't do it on principle. I think you can't you can't trade a guy for a top 45 protected second. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's 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 my that's my what prediction a top on that 30 protected second. I, I do think we should really quickly like why why Cam Reddish um, is available. And you, you spelled it out really well there. Yeah, I've been he, read read posting and toasting our next blog for uh, sort of a saga on why he is available. <laughs> <laughs> he has every physical tool that you could ask for in the modern NBA. He's six eight. He's athletic as hell. His jumper looks pretty. Um, decent handle on the ball. He was a but, top three. We were going over this in Slack. He was at one yeah, point a top three high school prospect. Yeah. Um. And and yet he's a great theoretical player which is he, you know he is uh quite possibly the owner of the worst motor <laughs> ever and like i'm talking i'm talking like beyond basketball like this guy's motor and his give a bleep is just non-existent to this point and um atlanta figured it out and they were able to finesse a first rounder out of the knicks uh the knicks have figured it out and they're going to see if they can finesse a top forty-five protected second rounder from whoever. Um, and 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 I think the only reason, the only reason whatsoever that that Reddish makes any sense here for the Lakers whatsoever is, well, they don't have anybody in his like size range. Um, and I think this is where you go to Phil Handy and you say, hey, if you get this guy playable whatsoever. Here's a 50% <laughs> salary bonus. We will send you a fa – we will fax a job recommendation for a head coaching gig to all 29 other teams yes. if you can make this guy an NBA player. He is uh, 
again, and guys like, like he, this he, you know, with that know, pedigree don't become like, available. He also, you know, to his credit, he has been a decent defender for the Knicks this year based on kind of what mm -hmm. I've read. Like when he did get minutes when they were extremely banged up, like he showed some stuff where he was able to play a little bit. They just have guys ahead of him in their rotation, and I, I don't think Thibodeau's a big fan. And he, he wasn't all that useful on offense is my understanding. And so, yeah. you know. Like, they sort of have better players. The Lakers don't have better options than that. And so they, you know, if you want to get a 3 and D wing, those guys are not available for Kendrick no. Nunn and a top 45 protected second. <laughs> so maybe, you know, you can go and you can get this guy. And it's like a lottery ticket that allows you to not have to use those first rounders. And you just hope that you can kind of sort of like they have with Stanley Johnson and Wenyan Gabriel. Like, you know, take a guy that the rest of the league has given up on. Hope that playing next to LeBron in a role where, you know, he he doesn't have a short leash anymore because, you know, there's mm -hmm. no other three and D wings on the roster. And so all of a sudden he can maybe get the confidence, kind of morph himself into a useful player in a better situation for him. Well, I I'm glad you mentioned LeBron. The basketball aspect of playing next to LeBron is obvious, but uh, the, the off the court stuff here is I think worth noting too. Cam Reddish is also clutch. Um, and, and a lot of times here uh, you'll see with, uh, players that have the same agency, uh, you will see those guys able to a lot of the time interact. they're closer than their teammates. You know, yeah, like interact those, and communicate. Sort of like those guys spend all off season together. A lot of the times, a lot of the time they use the same trainers. They go to you yep. know get-togethers, parties. You know, that is like a real connection at a lot of agencies. Yeah, and considering right now he's with the Knicks, which is kind of like. Clutch is to the Lakers what CAA is to the Knicks. I would argue CAA probably has more power with the, probably. the Knicks. Well, yeah, because the Lakers have drawn their line in the sand all of a sudden. But, yeah, well, but LeBron yeah, like, praised winning time. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but like it, the, the reason I bring that up is because like he doesn't have that kind of fellowship, that kind of brotherhood with the Knicks that he could potentially have with the Lakers. So, again, like you said, it is a lottery ticket. It is... You know, there's a there's a very high likelihood that like Reddish comes good, to the I'm Lakers. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a good option, but no. it is better than just like not doing anything. Well, I I also think in terms of like if you can turn a point guard into a wing, you do it every time. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, even <laughs> a bad wing, he's just like yeah. he is taller and more able yeah. to do wing things, even if they're bad. Yeah. Like than yeah. a point guard. Well, it's like, it's like we've been saying all year he's about Lonnie not Walker. Take, you know, forty-five footers. You know, to to set up a two for one. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> but like, but I, I, it's like we've been saying all year, though, right? It, right, like Lonnie Walker is a better basketball player than Troy Brown, right? Lonnie Walker is a better basketball player than Juan Toscano Anderson, but he's not a better small forward than those guys are. <laughs> Because he's not small forward sized. And I think uh, there's a possibility here that Cam Reddish comes in and is the Lakers' best small forward because they don't have a small forward on their roster. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, this is going to be the kind of thing that kind of runs all the way up to the deadline, I think, because the asking price is so low. That and the because Knicks are the, the, the willingness to give it up is so low. Like, it's going to, yeah. you know, that, that clearance candy that was on sale for Valentine's, uh, that was on sale after Christmas, like, they're going to, you know, they're going to do 50%, and then they're like, okay, 75% off. Like, let's just get right. it out of here, get something for it, you know. Yep. Yeah, so I I, I don't think this is going to be a move that happens relatively quickly uh, because all parties here are just kind of, like, looking at it like— Two yeah. deadlines in a row. 
Like, yeah. Well, it for for significantly less. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, it's like like last year he was a buy low candidate. This year he's like buy buy lower candidate. candidate. Yeah. <laughs> buy lowest. For the love of God, take him, candidate. Yeah. Um. So that yeah that that's that's the interesting one here. Uh, the only one. Um, yeah. Which brings I, us back to I, our central point. Yeah, I, I wanted to get into that because I thought that it was an interesting note that you made the other day. Yeah. Well, like I said. This is the time of year where all publications, if they have an if they have an insider, they are telling that insider get something out there with Lakers trade rumors in it. This is Just what I tell Anthony anything. every day. I'm like, Anthony, I know you're not reliable, but please continue saying what you're hearing on the air. People <laughs> love it. Okay. <laughs> My dad asked me the other day. He's like, "Are you trying the reporter thing?" I'm like, "No." Why do people keep? You're a anyway? liar. You're a liar. You're constantly trying. You just don't want. You don't want the work that comes with report, reporting anything in print because I will hold you to a higher standard. It's <laughs> like I just want to say what I'm hearing on the air. I don't have to. Then I don't have to like do any fact checking. Well, I should I do the wind horse thing like at all times? Like instead of saying this is what I'm hearing, this is just going to be the symbol. I'm going to put okay. two fingers up in the air. And no, I I think. Um, so anyway, you got to do that. You got to wink into the camera and be like. I would not be surprised if you know my mom can't wink. Yeah, my mom like physically okay. incapable of winking. Wow, you, like it's the weirdest thing. I, I'll ask her to wink and she'll go, which is not great for I audio. Think this has but been a lifelong prank that your mom is playing on you. It, it would be an incredible bit. Yeah, <laughs> but but so anyway, nothing really. Uh, it, it, it as we enter into trade rumor season. Almost nothing, and we've gotten multiple trade, you know, rumor season roundup, notebook, yeah, you know, yeah, all of these things. The Shams Karania did one the other day. His Lakers note was that Anthony Davis might be coming back soon. Nothing yeah. is out there, and I think well, there are Anthony, two. That's as good of a, as a trade. Uh, the ultimate trade deadline acquisition is, would be Anthony Davis. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, we were, we were kind of, we have our posts slack and we were kind of wondering, like, or I was kind of wondering and they're like, this is wild, nothing. And there are two kind of chains of thought, I think here, where, uh, what either... is going on in Los Angeles? <laughs> what is are you happening? reporting? Are you, are you, you're no, I'm it? just, I'm wondering oh. about what mm -hmm. is going on in Los Angeles. <laughs> Why would they do that? So. There are two trains of thought that that I kind of landed on in last night's lowdown. One being that the Lakers have closed off all of the leaks that were exiting the organization before and have really kind of focused. Genie's investigation and finally done. Fin the, finally came on the to Rich fruition. Eisen show. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go find some like random person who was just fired out of nowhere from by the yeah Lakers, whoever but... it was whoever leaked the Rob Polinka contract extension. Always a good <laughs> sign when you don't want the news of your that you extended your GM out there. It's hilarious because remember they they signed him to his first extension and they like saying that to the oh heavens. yeah they announced that one yeah yeah they announced this that one, one. get still no announcement call... on this one <laughs> no details yeah but um. So yeah, either they have they have closed off the links uh, to everybody and have kind of refocused on just getting stuff done rather than pointing fingers at who isn't getting anything done, um, or they aren't getting anything done. 
Oh, right. Like the other the other possibility Anthony, here is hold on. Are you going to say that the Lakers are not getting anything done just because they haven't made a trade? Like, do, are you ignoring that they're looking at a different type of deal construction for Cam Reddish now? Okay. They. <laughs> they've been yeah, spending the last I, I three weeks trying that. to find a third team to help them acquire Cam Reddish. Because as we all know, three team trades are way more likely to go through than, uh, than two team trades. Do you think like some team will give up a top 40 protected instead of a top 45 protected uh, second rounder and that'll push the Knicks over the over the hump? That's uh, that's what they're trying to find. They're like they're like Miami, you want him back? I don't you need <laughs> He was good for you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, which 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 um which train of thought would you find yourself landing in? The Lakers I, either refocusing and and trying to get on, try to get on the same page organizationally and are working the phones and are not working the reporter phones. They're working the team phones, not the reporter phones, um, or things are quiet. Well, so the thing that I will say that I think is important to note here is that when trade stuff leaks, it's, I'm not going to say never the team that is being linked or whatever, but a lot of the time that is the team that they're calling that is reporting, you know, hey, we're getting this offer for, you know, this guy because they want to gin up better offers from around mm -hmm. the league. So they're like, you know, the uh, hypothetically, it's like, oh, the Lakers have offered, you know, a second for Cam Reddish or whatever. And then, it, you know, they're the Knicks are theoretically leaking that or, you know, maybe even Cam Reddish's representatives because, you know, they've been, uh, the Knicks have given them permission to seek a trade for him. They're like, we can't do it. You don't believe us? All right, go find the team. Fine. <laughs> Just I saw rich. that. Did you see John Collins was is is allowed to go out and find a trade too? Like, how do you Clutch think that busy goes? busy right now, but trying to find trades for their clients. <laughs> you <laughs> how know? do you think that goes? Like, poor, poor John Collins is like, like, <laughs> like, they go out and they find a trade. They go back to they go back to uh, the owner of the Hawks' son and all his buddies, and they're like, "Hey, this is what we found." And he's like, "You didn't think we found that already?" He's like, "We got like, way you think more. We I haven't heard about that one. one? For, I've got way more than that for John Collins in my fantasy league. Do better, guys." <laughs> so turns his PS Five back on, so it goes back to playing, um, and then. <laughs> Yeah, no. So, like, I, I think a lot of the time these leaks, it's not necessarily like the Lakers have closed off the leakers. It's like, you know, there's not necessarily anything new that they're doing. And yeah. so I don't want to use that. That's not to say, like, I think that they're, you know, we joke a lot about they're just not doing anything. Like, I, I believe that they're working. Like, they're probably doing something at work all day, not just sitting there, you know, playing solitaire on their laptop and clicking over to the trade machine when Genie Bus walks by. But, like, I, I think for the most part, they are sort of, you know, probably trying trying to think about okay like working on their internal board would be my guess of like okay here's here's who we think might be available here's who we may value you know let how much would we be willing to give up and you're sort of like you know game theorying it out of what do we want to offer what's available you know those kind of things rather than making explicit offers that can then get leaked because you're probably not going to get a trade done right now anyway they also probably are chilling on that because of the ad situation it's still you know as much as there's optimism, it's still nebulous. Until he comes back, it's nebulous. And so you're and not going to make a trade. And even when he gets back, it's going to be nebulous, by the way. For sure. And so you're not going to make a trade before you have to when the Lakers are in this situation. And so my guess is that, you know, the reason it's gone silent is because it is silent. Like, there's not a lot that they can do right now. They aren't going to be going out making offers because then, you know, what if the team accepts? And they're like, well, 
shit. Like we want to see if AD is going to come back before we deal these first round picks. And right. so I would imagine that a lot of the work that is going on right now is probably internal or it's informal, you know, calls that every GM makes to every other GM about how you feeling about this guy on your roster? How you feeling about this guy? Like, do you think, what should we talk, you know, about Cam Reddish in two weeks? Uh, and they're like, no, let's talk about him now. But, you know, most <laughs> teams are like, hey, let's talk, let's reapproach on Bojan in two weeks or whatever it may be. And so I think a lot of it is probably just internal work that they're going about right now versus, you know, going around the league and doing what they did last year where they're calling every team and they're like, all right, what will you give us for our really promising package and not at all insulting offer of Talon Horton Tucker, uh, Kendrick Nunn, who is not going to play this year, but might maybe will play. We aren't going to say. Uh, and then also a 2027 first round pick. Yeah, I like last year they had the poo poo platter they were throwing around the whole league. Um, yeah, this year this is like slightly better than the poo poo platter. Yeah, this year the 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 teams know what's available on the Lakers roster. Like they don't yeah. have to. They know that you know it's it's like maybe some seconds. It's Kendrick Nunn. It's Patrick Beverly. It is Russell Westbrook, obviously, and then yeah. it is you know if you give us something really good, it is maybe those two picks. But if not, maybe not. And so there's not a lot of talk to be done until te- other teams continue canvassing what they can do. And like no Lakers fan wants to hear that, but that's my theory on why it's been so quiet. It's just there's you know for them they really can't make a deal right now. You know with the AD situation, that's not me trying to defend the front office. I've been I think yeah. as critical of them as you have, and you know a couple pods ago especially. But for right now it's just tough to make a deal when you don't know what AD is going to look like when he's going to get back how reliable he's going to be able to be like you may be waiting on that a little bit yeah I think there's a lot going on um on top of the stuff that you're talking about I I think the fairest thing that I can say also in addition to what you just what you just said the market's freaking ridiculous right now the the market is unbelievable Tim Connolly is going to be jailed for what he did to the NBA trade market. I think Adam Silver would be the person like who jails him. Yeah, like, I think because the NBA, like they 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 like all of this tri- trade ch- chatter stuff, and it's no, just Anthony, not happening. Yeah, you did, Adam Silver in his press conference said, "We want the focus to be back on basketball. We just oh, sure. only yeah, have totally. our studio partners talk about." Did he trades. have TikTok influencers behind him when he was he saying was actually that, doing dancing? a TikTok dance? You know, like while he was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it, it is like we just got a report today that the Spurs are expecting two first rounders, at least for Jakob Pertle. <laughs> like, that's a Pokemon. Like, this is like this is. Yeah, the trade market is broken because yeah. of uh, the, yeah. the Houston Rockets are demanding a first rounder for Eric Gordon. I just watched Eric Gordon play, man. That guy is not worth a first rounder. That's not Eric, happening. Eric Gordon should be a buyout candidate. Yeah, that is not a guy I'm giving up anything for at this point. Right. Um. You're gonna see. You're gonna see all kinds of. He stuff. like actively does not want to be there. Is you know they're asking him in the interview in interviews about like how much improvement <laughs> have, have you shown? seen any progress? Like, no None. improvement. End of answer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, it's just it, the the entire league right now is just kind of in flux and 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 they're trying to get back you know on on some kind of stable ground because the market was thrown into such upheaval not just by the gobert trade by the by the way but like dejounte murray got like three or four picks too for sure like, but mostly the, oh, the for whole sure, like, yeah you got seven first round picks for this guy who it looks like your team is maybe better without and so what are our guys worth right well no not only that you 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 got seven first rounders for this guy 
and a better player than that guy in Walker Kessler. Walker like Walker Kessler has been Maybe. better than Rudy Gobert this year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it, poor Wolves fans. <laughs> like, what, like I, I think to a certain extent, like if you're the Lakers and you're making these calls, and on one end of the line, everybody knows what you're offering, and on the other end of the line, you know that all of these demands are ridiculous. Like, of course, conversations aren't going very far. Uh, uh, like, of course, uh, like in order for some kind of new rumor or speculation to 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 be out there you would need some kind of progress in the story and the, and there is no progress in the story to be made for a variety of reasons the market the 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 types of players that the lakers are are looking for are are in high demand across the league um and again like I am just as excited to see Anthony Davis hopefully play again this year. But we saw this exact storyline play out last season where he came back and then he looked really good and then he was gone again. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then he, you know, he, he came back at the end of the season and he was gone or no, that was the, the pre previous year where he came back, um, got there for the playoffs. Now in, in, in that case, again, you, he got back for the playoffs and, we weren't really sure if it was smart for him to be playing. He played like a game or two, and then it was just not available again. And and I think for the Lakers here, they're they're afraid of the same thing that that same situation playing out. Where yeah, he could be available this season, but if he comes back and he feels any kind of pain in that in that foot again, he's going to be shut down. Yeah, like he's he's gonna that's it. He's going to be shut down and head for surgery. By the way, like it's yeah. not like. He's going to be shut down. We'll see how it looks in a week, and then he'll come back. No, if he feels pain in that foot again, he is gone, gone. Maybe for a part of next year, depending on what kind of surgery he needs. So, yeah, I I, I think this whole thing, they're, they're all just kind of playing chicken. I do think I would anticipate a smaller trade happening um, and seeing what the impact that that has on the team. Um, and I think that's probably why they haven't made the Cam Reddish trade uh, at this point. They're trying to see, I think, if they that's can get... That's their backup Thad trade, you know? Yeah, like, that's... that's. I think that's the trade that we would see happen, like, a week before the trade yeah. deadline. Maybe a week and a half before the trade Honestly, deadline. Honestly, I think it might be, like, the day of. No, well... Well, so I, I think I think that's the that's the one that I could see. the reason I could see it happening a little bit before is because they have realized that the like in order to get an actual impact player and not a gamble, um, you're gonna have to give up more, and the Lakers yeah. won't want to give up more until they see Anthony Davis. And, and I, in I that like case, how you say realized as if there's no way that they could know that right now. <laughs> uh, that no oh, one's yeah. going to just give them a good player for free. You know, well, it's that, like, that's that's fair. But I'm, I'm. They mean, have to like, learn that lesson over the next two weeks. You know, they got. Well, but I, I do think like everybody, every buyer right now is operating under the the fair assumption that these prices are going to come down at yeah. some point. Like the and and I think what they're going to do, what the Lakers are going to be looking at, and this is why I think this would possibly happen, um, before uh, you know, a week or so before the deadline, is they have they have seen oh, prices aren't dropping. They're, or they aren't dropping as much as we would like. And if we can get a wing for a player who isn't going to be playing at that point anyway and a fake second rounder, then fine, whatever. Let's just do that and see how that improves the team. Um, and then from there, you know, maybe maybe you look at... Because I think you can still just do Pat and a first rounder straight up for Kyle Kuzma. I think that is that is a... that that. 
contract technically works. It would for um, sure be close. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to look in the trade. Machine, I'm almost but. positive. And if it doesn't, it's like it pat and a minimum uh, for Kuzma works financially. Um, and like I, he, the other part of this too, like the the, the Rui Hachimura um, rumor that we got today that the mm-hmm. that the Wizards are reportedly opening up offers for for um, him struck me as interesting. It, it felt almost posturing-ish, right? Where not only are we confident that we can keep Kuzma, but we're so confident that we're going to trade we're a young player our, at our his... wing log jam to make yeah. sure that we have room for him. Yeah, and and like that's the kind of thing that you can leak a couple weeks before the deadline without any actual intent on trading the guy. You know, it's just a way, I think, to, to tell other teams, like, hey, the offers that you've made to this point are well below our threshold, even if mm-hmm. we feel like we might lose coups. Um, I, you know, the Lakers feel very confident that they would be able to sign Kuzma in the off season if they don't, um, if they don't trade for him now. Oh, and, is that what you're hearing? <laughs> oh, I even had my phone in my hand there too. That worked out. But, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I think where if you're the Lakers, it's this game of chicken, not dissimilar from what we saw with them and Anthony Davis. Um, but we saw how it played out with them and Anthony Davis. They wound up making the trade before he hit free agency because they didn't want to waste the season um, of LeBron James's prime while they waited for AD on the, on the free agent market. And I, I do kind of think, and this is something that Yossi and I talked about on my show earlier this week, is like we always hear about opportunity costs with the pieces that the Lakers currently have that they can only trade those two first-rounders once. They can only trade these expiring contracts once. But just uh, the other side of that coin is if the Lakers decide to wait for free agency and the 30 to $35 million in cap space they could potentially have, um, that opportunity cost is, I think, just as costly as those first rounders if the trade you make doesn't necessarily work out. Like if you wait until this next season or this next summer to fix this roster all over again, and all you have is that $30 million in cap space, you're foregoing a really good LeBron year and potentially a pretty good AD year um, if AD is able to come back for what for like maybe Kyle Kuzma and maybe a $10 million player, like, yeah. like best case scenario. That's not, that's not like, and it's not even th- it's really not 35. A- like it's most likely going to be 30 because 35 yeah. requires them to like renounce Austin Reeves, renounce like everyone, um, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. So I don't know. I, Damian I, Jones I, to opt out of his player option. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I mean, I think it might, he could probably get yeah. the minimum somewhere else. Like, I don't think that it's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. He's been terrible. <laughs> yeah. He is a pretty bad fit for how they're trying to play. Yeah. But yeah. You know, yeah. Um, all right. Well, last thing here before we get out of here. Um, we are going to, you and I are going to talk, I think, two more times before the deadline. And, uh, you know, in the next, the time after that, we will be talking essentially on the deadline, like the day before the deadline. Yeah. So, uh if you had to predict how many conversations you and I had to go before the Lakers do something, the over-under is one and a half. Where you, which side of that are you coming down on? Over. I think so, too. Yeah. 
You can find these lines so, and more at DraftKings.com. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can find that line on DraftKings. No, I don't think so. <laughs> That'd be very specific. Yeah, like four be... bets on that total. Yeah, that's our that's our custom betting slip. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the I Loathe Basketball Podcast. No, it's not. I hold on. It's not. Yeah, oh, no. I told you I had something. Okay. Okay. Unbelievable. Okay. Trying to cut me off. You make it. You make it seem like I'm. You know, making these. Like I told you before the show that I had Harrison's conspiracy corner that I want to drop on you. Um, that it, it's something that I think it came up in a conversation that I was having with someone either on Twitter or in an email. It was a possibly a listener to the show. I'm so sorry if uh, that I'm forgetting who it was that pointed this out to me. And ever since they mentioned it, I have not been able to stop thinking about it. And it is the internet theory that you, Anthony Irwin are basically trying to criticize the Lakers into making a bad trade so that you can then criticize them <laughs> in the future for making a bad trade. It's it's an unbelievable grift that you have going on here where you spend the whole season, you're demanding the Lakers make a trade. Why have they given up on this season? Rob Palinka is yeah. a fraud. You know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And you just go on and on and on. And, and then if they make a bad deal, I can guarantee that you are not going to mention all the times that you argued for them to make a deal. You're like, well, I didn't, uh, I didn't tell them to make a bad deal. You well, know, how bad got- a deal are we talking here? Like if the Lakers were to trade Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn for Derek Rose and Cam Reddish, would I be allowed to criticize that? I mean, if they give up a first, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like if but they, I'm if just they saying, trade you know, for... you're gonna you're gonna bully them into you know trading two first round picks for Bojan, yeah. and then like let's just say like it doesn't work out, like you know LeBron and AD never kind of get it together, stay healthy, whatever. You're gonna be like, well, why did you double down on this aging, injury prone core? <laughs> Rob is an idiot. He should be fired. And you know yeah. you're not going to take any responsibility for your uh-huh. role in hurting Rob Palinka's feelings with peer pressure into doing this deal. <laughs> his feelings. Did yeah. you get this email from Rob? Like specifically, I didn't know you guys talked. I, like, I don't reveal my sources. Uh, and <laughs> it's just unbelievable what you have going on. It's like, you know, it, it's the same thing. You know, you're you're killing Damian Jones all year. You're killing the Lakers all year for signing Damian Jones. When you realize they gave him a player option, you like, I haven't almost let him. out a horrified scream on the pod. No, I was dumbing. I, I, I was yeah. fine with, I, I said like the player option. I like the player, player option on the, on the back end of it. That's probably what they needed to do to get him. God, what? That's yeah. I don't know. It's you don't think that's true? Player. It's a sad player option. They, they had is. to sign Damian Jones on like day one of free agency, like minute one, because they are trying to appease you because <laughs> you complained about and criticized them for letting yeah. him go for a year and a half. You're like, how could you let this guy go? He's the ultimate Laker. Highest he field goal percentage muscles. in Laker history. He's incredible. They let this guy go for the the big freaking penguin. And he he was a DNP by the end of the playoffs. And then the Kings found a, you know, you, you're like, oh, man, the Kings so much more competent than the Lakers. They found this Damian Jones guy and they brought him in and they realized how dumb the Lakers were to let him go. And you bullied and bullied and bullied. And then the Lakers give you what you want. And then now you're mad at them again for, you know, giving him a player option on the back end of the deal. And it's going to be the same thing with the trade. And I'm just letting the listeners in because I am an honest journalist and I'm letting Mm -hmm. them know uh, behind the curtain of like, this is how you keep your outrage industrial complex going. It's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a grift. 
It's I can't I can't believe that it took me this long to realize that you are just getting mad at them and trying to bully them into making bad decisions so that then you can call them out for their bad decisions and it makes your shows easier. Respond to the allegations. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Avery's college tuition has got to pay for itself somehow. And if that means, you know, getting the Lakers to trade Russ and two firsts for it's like it's like the people who it's like it's like the people who who find a way who like uh you know isolate skip bayless's takes and have him debate skip bayless skip bayless debates skip bayless because he's decided he's debated both sides of the thing like wow you figured it out i just came up with a homework assignment for mia (laughs) we gotta go back through all the videos and get you making points against yourself this is gonna be good It's probably happened. I'd I'm like sure to think I'm more it consistent. To all of us, but, we're all just talking. Like you know, well, like, our, we're human beings. Our opinions change sometimes. I guess. I, all right. I guess I will. I guess I will. Like actually respond to to those allegations. I, I hope you do because otherwise, you know, I you know, I'm I wouldn't criticize any Lakers fans for blocking you on Twitter once they realize that you're uh, that you're Laker Bayless. If if I was to criticize, like if you guys catch me criticizing the actual move that they make. Um, especially if it's a move that I have been like pulling for, if you guys catch me doing that, I will suspend myself from Twitter and from this platform for a week without a week. Huh? You're going to, you're going to destroy the Lakers franchise and then be a hypocrite. And you only have to not tweet for a week. No, I think, I think you got to take a six month hiatus. I think I'll do. I'll, well, I can find something. Tell you, tell you what, Harrison, you have a week. You have a week until I talk to you again. In this week, figure out some punishment that if if you guys hear me, and by the way, if you're listening and you you can start uh, I get tweet deck access too. to your account. That's the punishment. Oh no, that no permanently. That, that that got me like blocked by <laughs> D'Angelo Russell last time. Um, still no, the funniest, still the funniest <laughs> outcome of any of those insane tweets we forced each other to send was you getting blocked by your favorite player on those Lakers teams because yeah. I made you criticize him in a tweet yeah. that I wrote. No, if you're listening right now, and Harrison, you can think of this too. Anybody listening, you guys are are more than welcome to. If you catch me criticizing the outcome of a trade I've been pulling for, or criticize a trade the Lakers making a trade that I've been pulling for. Um, if you catch me criticizing that, you I will you will enact I will enact that punishment and I will happily do it. You can have me eat. I hate tomatoes. Like I I hate raw tomatoes. They make me gag. I'll eat a raw tomato on the air. I don't the, want to watch that. That's disgusting. I do you I have can, to watch I can it? think of very few things that would be grosser to watch someone eat on air. A, a raw tomato. Yeah. Yeah. I you could do anything. Like you, you guys could. Uh, I'll, all right, well, I'll... people, the Lakers lounge tomorrow. I want all of you, the listeners, you know, get yeah. ready. When Anthony tweets out that link, I want you to get on, and I want you to, you know, let us know how you feel about yeah, this. Give us, give theory. us potential punishments, and yeah, and, and give us will, some potential will... punishments. Like, you know, yeah. does Anthony have to declare that orcas are the worst animal? Um, you know, I will never. Yeah, I will never ever. Do you have to go to SeaWorld and tweet about how, uh, like, how great they're treating the orcas. <laughs> <laughs> like with a selfie of you in front of, you know, one of the tanks or something. <laughs> they seem happy to me. <laughs> Look, you just got a fish. Yeah. Um, all right. That is going to do it. Uh, I am Anthony Irwin. That is Harrison Fagan. We probably just got me in a whole bunch of trouble. 
getting you canceled by PETA would be the greatest, you know, outcome that we could get from this podcast. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week.